Welcome to Keeping It Real podcast with Kim Har and Kim Spence Mullen. We're real life friends who discuss real life problems in a real life way. As you listen to this podcast, we celebrate the good, support you through the bad, and point you to a real life God who has the answers. We invite you to join us at the table where together we'll laugh, sometimes we'll cry, but most importantly, our promise is to show up and do real life together. Hi, friends, and welcome back to Keeping It Real podcast. We're so glad that you've joined us for part three. Three. Wow. I mean, this was so much fun. We said we want to just get all of it in, and so we did. You know, I was concerned at first. I thought, what if our moms don't want to talk? What if they're really short answers? Yeah. And we did not have to worry about that. No. <laughs> We got started, and it kept going, and the stories kept coming, Mm -hmm. and we had such a good time. So we know you're going to really enjoy this. So, um, you know, if you have, um, your mom is anywhere in your area, we encourage you to say, hey, mom, there's a podcast that I think would be really interesting for us to listen to if you can together. Yeah. Maybe take time to listen together, but the other thing is to understand that as we talk about some of these questions or the the topics that we cover um you know call your mom and ask her about Mm -hmm. some of these things i mean you will learn things that you might not have ever known about your mom how she feels or thinks about even your life growing up so take the time to do what we've done and then turn it into your own you could sit with a recorder or with your phone and And record your mom and some of the answers that she might have. Make some special memories. I think asking those questions and just kind of seeing where they go, Mm -hmm. um, it's actually a very bonding time. Absolutely. It's it's a special time. So so join us today. This is our part three of our conversation with our moms. So, Kate, what advice would you give to moms that are maybe Kim and I, our age, that are empty nesting? and our kids are leaving home, what advice would you give to those moms? Well, kind of a combination of what you've already heard Mm -hmm. from, but definitely uh, their relationship with the Lord needs to be growing, you know, however that is, and that, that God's word is actually a plan. There, there's a plan for your life, for your existence, and it's God's plan that's in there. And read it until you understand <laughs> that it, that is God's plan, and and uh, you know make that a part of your life uh, is the basic thing I would say. And then be able to uh, step back and not not be uh, holding on to the way maybe you treated them or or took care of them when they were younger. You, you've got to release, but keep yourself in touch with God for them and mm-hmm. for their actions uh, because uh, you don't want to strangle them with, you know, with you should do this and you should do that. And it's very mm-hmm. tempting because you've gone through 
some really tough things yourself and you think, oh, if I could just prevent that for them, I would. And if I did this or that, maybe that would. But no, there's a point where you've got to release them to God and, and, you know, remember that they're in the palm of his hand. So, Dorothy, how about you um, for getting into that stage of the empty nesters? It isn't over. It's just beginning mm-hmm. at that time. And mm-hmm. I would say do something for yourself. The kids are gone. Yeah. Do something that you have always wanted to do. You couldn't do when you had children. And take care of yourself now. And still take time for the children. But put yourself up there also that you can do something that you've always wanted to do. So That's great. Very mm-hmm. good. Very. I have to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> what about the, the uh, a mom who... You know, because we're so close, it it makes it feel so easy to do this. But what about a mom who is struggling, Dorothy, with a, um, they have a child that's, we would say, a wayward child. I mean, that that can really hurt a mom's heart. Mm-hmm. What would you say? I would say stand on the promises of God mm. because that those are for, are, are for real. And uh, tell them that you love them. Even if they are wayward, you don't judge them or say, don't do this and that. Just love them. Show love. There's two scriptures that I stood on. And Malachi, it says, God will turn the hearts of the children back to the parents and parents back to the children. Yeah. The Bible actually says the fathers. But I took it on. They'll, God will turn the children back to the parents and the parents to the children. And then Acts 16.31 was a real promise. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved and your household. Mm-hmm. You keep praying for your children. Yeah. And, and when, you, when you start really believing that they're going to change, mm-hmm. then start thanking God for their coming back. But when you start thanking them, the God, that they're coming back, it's tempting sometimes when you see that they're just doing just the opposite. They're getting worse. Mm-hmm. And it's easy then to say, I guess they'll never change. But be careful about the words you speak, because yeah. when you start believing and start confessing that they're going to change, then start thanking God that they're coming back, mm-hmm. no matter how wayward they get. I've yeah. heard so many stories from where people, they didn't give up. Yeah. And they finally turned back to the Lord. So those are the scriptures that I, I stood on. And I thank God. Our mm-hmm. our children were all raised in a Christian home, but we have family members that are not believers. I still, my twin brother, mm-hmm. I still pray for him. Mm-hmm. And that one of these days, and when I talk to him, I try and say something about the Bible study or something just to <laughs> see what he'll say. But I still believe that the day is coming that he's going to say, I've seen the light. Mm, I've changed yeah. my ways. Mm-hmm. So never give up. Amen. Never give up and That's keep on praying. Yeah. I love that. Mom, I think about um, Mama and and having also the, uh, her best friend who... Um, had turned to the Lord late in in life, but the, that's a great example of of wayward even relationships. Right. And she's one of the last things she said before she died was, "I'm going to go where you go, Hazel. I'm going <laughs> to go with you." Mm-hmm. And she was able to lead her in yeah. prayer on that. Yeah. 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 I love that. Um, okay, so I. I've got a question for okay. Kay, and that is, how do you allow your child to be who God created them to be? Especially, you know, our kids, we, we make mistakes along the way. And as a mom, 
how do you support without trying to take control with just <laughs> kind of encouraging your child to be who they want to be? That's, uh, I think Dorothy answered <laughs> that already really good. But um, that's the hard part is is seeing that if they would just do this, it would make it a lot easier on their life. You know, they let that relationship go and find a different one. That would, They would have a happier life or, you know, they're... But when you look at your own life, or at least when I've looked at my own life, I've made mistakes, and and some that were, you know, not not so pleasant. So, you it really goes back to just turning it over to the Lord and continuing in prayer. And I like the part that Dorothy said, "Do something for yourself." <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, that Take that trip that (laughs) you know you with your friends that you wanted, and you tell her tell your daughter bye bye. (laughs) Hey now, I hear, (laughs) or or you take her with you is what you do. I hear it coming, Kim. (laughs) Well, you know, I was thinking, and I know this isn't a question we necessarily had written down, but uh, you know, let's talk just a little bit about friendships and Mm -hmm. how important as a woman too i mean but how important it is for keeping in touch with um friends and having people around you you know we've come through a time in our world when things were so isolating and i think that was really you know a a real wake up for the idea for many of us of the value of having even friends in our family but also friends in general. And of course, Dorothy, I know you're a great example to answer this um, because of Dorothy and friends. I mean, what could be a better example of that? Well, it's very important. We have over 100 ladies that come and sometimes my phone rings a lot (laughs) where I have to be careful because I want to solve everybody's problems, tell them all the advice, or (laughs) I only give advice if they ask, or if they want prayer, I'll pray for them if they ask for it. But the thing that I have to be careful of is that I don't take all my day solving all my friends' problems (laughs) and letting my husband stay behind. He said one day to me years ago, he said, I think your ladies in the Bible study are more important than I I am. That hurt me. I said, why do you think? And he gave me an example. He said, we can be sitting at the table eating, and the phone rings, and you go in the back room, and you talk to that lady for a long time. And then when you come back, he's gone. Then I try and have him come back to the table. He said, well, it was a long time before you came back. So I learned from that, that when the phone rings while we're eating, I don't answer the phone. Sometimes I do, but not very often. But I'm putting him before other people. And another thing that I mentioned is that, you know, a lot of our friends have, are dying. Mm-hmm. You need to make new friends because at our age, sometimes you see yeah. that, that you've had a lot of friends, but they're getting older. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, that's when I realized, I guess I'm getting a little older. I'm still young at heart. Mm-hmm. But when I see some of my friends passing away, I realized, you know, that, hey, the time is coming one of these days. If the Lord doesn't return, we're going to be the next one. So it's important to build on friends, but also to take the time for your family, Mm -hmm. which is very important. Yeah. 
That's good. <laughs> How That's would you good. answer that, Mom? Oh, uh, she, Echo what she, she said. Did. Yeah, she did good. Well, and I think, too, one of the things that you've, because, of course, it's natural when you have a big family, too, that you build friendships within your family, that you have, they're your sisters and brothers, but they are your friends as well. Right. Our, our The sisters have stayed really close, and we, we meet you know, out in uh, uh, different places in the country, but uh, sometimes, but sometimes you, it's easier to get crosswise with them too, <laughs> because you have similar ideas but not similar ideas, and but you're so right, uh, developing the the need to. Replace some of the older people. With you. <laughs> well, I don't know about replace mom, but but one of the things that we, I mean, you know, we've talked about before, and I even think about this with like Tulsa Women's Fellowship is mm-hmm. the idea of saying, look, there is a need to really bring the generations together like that, and there are because then you know we know that there are women who haven't had this wealth of input and inspiration into their lives and just to think that we need you guys Mm -hmm. you know we never want you to feel Mm -hmm. like you know okay well this is this group is over here and this group is over there i mean it is there's the value of these relationships Mm -hmm. um i don't ever take that for granted and we have a saying we have god first and then my mate, my mm-hmm. husband, mm-hmm. and then family, and then the friends. Yeah. You know, God yeah. has to be first. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. our relationship to each other, and then mm-hmm. our family and our friends. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, though, I think that, that as parents get older, they feel like their value is less and less. Mm-hmm. They're less needed because as we get older, we become more self-sufficient, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I can honestly say at 56 years old, I think I need my mom as much as I ever did. Absolutely. I think that I need, you know, whether it's just picking up the phone to um, say something, whether I've got a concern, whether I say, hey, would you just pray? So I think it's really important that we as women, as we age, rather than sensing that we've lost our purpose, Mm -hmm. we've changed seasons, but we have just as much, if not more, to offer to yes. the younger generations. Yes, absolutely. I, I, there are times I've called my mom and, and because I'm on the verge of tears about something and, and I'll just say, hello, you know, and she can hear it in my voice. And then, and sometimes it's not, it's, it's just knowing that she's there to be able to mm-hmm. turn to is that benefit that it's that person who has walked with you mm-hmm. through all of the seasons. I mean, our moms have been with us from those, you know, from the very beginning. <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> yes, the, the ornery uh, days and, you know, and the less ornery maybe to some degree days. But you're right, yeah. Kim. I mean, that's so important to remember, no matter what age you are now, um, you are needed. And yeah. we need you to be involved in, uh, you know, women, it's, it's biblical, Mm -hmm. you know, it's women training the younger women, I Mm -hmm. mean, and teaching. So if you, if your mom and you did not have a good relationship 
find a woman who can mm-hmm. be a mentor to you. I yeah. mean, there are there are lots of single women as mm-hmm. well that, you know, would love to have your input and would love yeah. to have your wisdom and knowledge and things that you've learned. So there's a place for mm-hmm. every everybody, whether you're yeah. a literal mom or yeah. a mom at heart. That's right. Being a mom is not just about birthing a baby. True. Being a mom, we can have spiritual mothers. We yes. can be a spiritual mother. And I think that that's a part of women just linking arms together. Yes. And um, we can learn and we can teach and we can grow together. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I've, got, I've got one last question. Okay. Um, I'll ask Kay. Okay. If you could have one do-over... As being a mom, you know, Kim growing up, if you could have one do-over, what would that be? Well, immediately when I read that question, I I thought about my answer about not having 12 children but having six. (laughs) 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 But but I did think um, two or three might have been nice (laughs) for her sake it would have been a lot of work, but uh, there's there's a difference in growing up as a single child in a family, and it would be nice because I think sometimes she doesn't understand all my sisters and I when we get together, or or when I get frustrated with one or two of them, or <laughs> that that next day that frustration can be gone well why I thought you were mad at them or you know <laughs> frustrated with them so that's basically what what mm, I would think is that it would we did try to uh, include cousins she has a cousin that's uh, a lot maybe of a, yeah, yeah, but one one daughter two one, years younger than yeah you. a, a sister a cousin that's uh, they, but they live in Dallas and had a lot of family problems later that, you know, kind of cut out our communication and chance to to be with each other. But anyway, I, that's I probably I think that's the only thing I, I can think of. <laughs> what about you, Mom? If you had a do-over, would you have more children? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, would you have less children? No, I'm, I, I was thinking about that. What would I do over? You know, I did my best with what we knew. I was 17 when I got married, made a lot of mistakes. But I think what I would do over, I'd listen more and not be quite so busy and give advice only when they're, at, when they're asking me. Sometimes it's easy to tell them what to do and they haven't asked, and that doesn't go over very well. <laughs> but especially to let them know that I did my best. I made many mistakes, but I did the best mm-hmm. I could. And that gives them uh, uh, assurance that if they make mistakes, mm-hmm. if they do their best, right. their mm-hmm. kids will. And our, I'm proud our kids That's turned out pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they made a lot of mistakes, too, where I would have told them, don't do this. But I'm, I'm very happy that, that uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, with their children. And uh, so I think, Kim, I listen more now. Even though they say I repeat myself sometimes, but that's that is when you get older, it's more important, isn't that right, Kim? That's right, that's right, that's That's a good good answer. And and I thought of that earlier to say, you know, that you do the best you can under Mm -hmm. the circumstances, Mm -hmm. and I think 
we as mothers, you know, mm -hmm. Christian mothers particularly, that's, that is so critical what you just said. If I could have started with my grandkids, mm -hmm. I would have done it very perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> but I had to learn. And so now I, I tried to talk to the grandkids, and I spoiled them a bit. Oh, yeah. So fun. So fun. Oh. Well, Kim, this has been so much fun. Oh, awesome. I have loved having our moms oh, here. and um, just We very cherish. Special. We cherish it. We hope yes. that all of our listeners have enjoyed our visit with our moms. And as we close today's episode with our moms, we want to say how excited we are to have you as our friend. Welcome. We invite you to join us every two weeks as we dive into what it means to be real, raw, and restored. We promise to keep it real and come as we are so that you too can come as you are. <laughs>